Welcome to Generation Lists. I'm Charles Howe. And I'm his son Owen. One of us is a Gen Xer and one of us is a Zoomer. I'm sure you can figure out which one is which on your own. Each week, we'll pick a topic and discuss our five favorite things from that topic. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Generation Lists. I'm Charles Howe. And I'm Owen Howe. And together we're going to talk about our five favorite video games this week. So the idea is Owen and I are separated by a number of years and we're going to compare our lists and see what each one of us likes. Before this week's episode, we flipped a coin to see who would go first and I won, but then Owen reminded me that this is his podcast and he wants me to go first because he says that his list is right and my list is wrong. So, without further ado, coming in at number five, I have NBA Jam. Have you ever played NBA Jam, Owen, or do you know anything about it? I haven't played it, but I do know for a fact that the developer hated the Bulls and Michael Jordan so much that he programmed it so the Bulls could not hit late game shots. I don't know that to be true or untrue. I just loved playing I was a big Shaq fan in the 90s when NBA Jam was out. And um, I loved playing with the Magic because this is before Shaq's uh, time in LA. Um, I also liked Sean Kemp a lot who was on the Supersonics. So it was either Penny Hardaway and Shaq or Detlef Schrempf and um, Sean Kemp who I played with. And I just loved, you know, you'd hit three shots in a row and he's on fire. I mean, it was, it was an amazing game, and I picked this because I thought that I needed a sports game on my list. And most people would probably think that I would pick Madden because football is my favorite sport, and Madden is a great game. But the reason I chose NBA Jam is this is the first time in my life that I remember going over to other people's houses and having, like, tournaments to see who could win. Um, do you have any other thoughts on NBA Jam, Owen? Not really. Okay, so let's move on. Number four, The Legend of Zelda. Do you know anything about The Legend of Zelda? A little bit. I mean, I haven't I haven't played it at all, but I've heard, you know, things about it. So what I really liked about The Legend of Zelda is I was probably nine or ten years old when I played it. So this was probably my first, like, game that really grabbed me up, up until The Legend of Zelda. Uh, at least from what I played, a lot of games were like Pac-Man. Um, so, yeah, you know, you'd complete a level and you'd go on to the next level and it would be a little harder, but there really wasn't any objective to, to really win. It was just get the highest score possible type. And then The Legend of Zelda, it was it was kind of like a, um, a role-playing game. It, it was the first role-playing game that I can remember. If there was any before it, they were not nearly as good. Um, you had to go through a series of labyrinths, which you had to find. There was a map that came with the game, and uh, it gave you the first maybe two or three labyrinths. And if I'm not mistaken, there was eight. Maybe there was nine. I can't really remember. But there were several labyrinths, and you had to find the rest. You had to go through, and at the end, just, you know, in classic game fashion, there'd be a, a boss you'd have to beat. And you'd beat that boss, and you'd gain a little chunk of Triforce. And once you had them all, you could go up against Gozer. Yeah, his name was Gozer, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, to beat the game. And then, once you beat the game, it would, like, restart. And, but now the labyrinths are in all different places. Like, it was just, it was an adventure. Like, there was some of this classical strategy of, like, Pac-Man, 
and fighting the enemies in the labyrinth or whatever, but it was also like part of a larger game. Um, so I think a lot of the games that you see today kind of owe that style to Zelda. Is there anything else you'd like to add about Zelda? Any questions you'd like to ask about Zelda? All right, so uh, number three, Goldeneye. I put Goldeneye on here because it's really, to this day, in my opinion, the best first-person shooter game ever made. That's not to say that Call of Duty and, and games like that haven't made some improvements to first-person shooters, but again, kind of like The Legend of Zelda, this was the first time that that type, I'd ever seen that type of game. And we have, and it was on the Nintendo 64, and you could, this is also the first gaming system that I can remember that you could plug up to four controllers in, and we'd just hang out um, on the weekends. I'd, I'd come home from the Navy, and I'd play with my friends from high school, and then during the week when I was, you know, doing my job, a lot of us in the barracks would plug in the controllers and play Goldeneye. And the Navy, it was just one of those things that you got together, and so... If you like Call of Duty and first-person shooters like that, you really owe it to Goldeneye. I mean, Goldeneye was a fantastic game. Do, do you know much about Goldeneye? Do you have any questions about Goldeneye? I have not heard about it until today. Alrighty, so let's go to number two. And this is a game that I know you'll be familiar with because you've played it. Red Dead Redemption 2. I just want to say one thing. You owe it to me to introducing you to it. Yeah, whatever. So, anyway, I like this game because... Again, going back to The Legend of Zelda, and it's one of those games that just kind of grabs you, like it puts you in the story, and there's just so much to do, and there's side missions, which Zelda didn't really have much side missions. There was, the side missions was basically exploring, trying to figure out where the labyrinths were, and there might be some enemies on this one board, and you've got to defeat them so that you don't, you know, you can move on to the, to the next board. Um... <clears throat> But this, you know, there's little side missions you can do. You can kind of free play. I mean, it's amazing. Go ahead and you can tell me what you think about RDR2. Uh, I mean, I, I think he also kind of likes it because it's meant by Rockstar and he enjoys Rockstar games. Um, what I think is really interesting about this is there's an honor system. So if you do good deeds, you get better honor and a better ending of the story. The main story, I should say, because there's an epilogue. But the more bad stuff you do, like, you know, like killing people, robbing people, whatever, you get bad honor. And it's it's like, it's amazing how it affects the story because some side missions are available to you with better honor than worse honor. Um, what's really cool is if you get max honor, there's um, on the uh, first revolver you get that you start the game with you can get um this little intricate um engraving i think is the word you're looking yes, for yes engraving is the word i'm looking for um engraving on it but in turn with like the worst honor you get another engraving um it really does grab you. Like you really attach to to the um, main character and the uh, main story, Arthur. Like, like I, I I I won't lie to you. When he died and I finished I finished the main story, I I did cry because he was he was a he was a great character. I mean, it it sucks he got tuberculosis, but I mean, they really they the Rockstar knew what they were doing. 
So yeah, speaking of the honor system, that was one of the cool things. Like I went through the game, and at first, like I was just a scoundrel, and <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm robbing everybody that I possibly can and getting all the bad honor. But then I went back through and tried to do all the honor. You know, well, you are kind of a scoundrel in the game anyway. You're an outlaw, um, but within that, like there were certain things you could do to raise your honor. So. I went through one time like being the worst possible human being I could be, and then I went through the next time trying to be the best possible human being that I could could be. So I mean that was pretty cool. It gave you a reason to want to play it again in a different way. Anything else you'd like to say about uh, RDR two before we move on? But uh, let's not forget we enjoy burning people in their campfires. <laughs> that was pretty fun. You can you can drown people too, and I do that a lot. Just saying. You're a terrible person, Owen. You're a terrible person. That's the point. <laughs> All right, so on to my number one game. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. And uh, the reason I picked this, honestly, if I decided I only wanted one Grand Theft Auto game on my list. Because if I was making a top five list and I didn't limit it to just one Grand Theft Auto game, I bet you there'd be three or four up there and there wouldn't be any room for some of these other games that, that I've, I've talked about. Uh, I think San Andreas is the best out of the GTA series. GTA 5 is also awesome. GTA 4 was a little subpar to me. Like, it was good, don't get me wrong. But uh, up until GTA 4, it seemed like every game had built more from the last, and it was a better game. Uh, so there was a GTA and a GTA 2, but no one really played those. Those weren't as good. They were a lot different. GTA 3 is really where the, the franchise started, and that's in Liberty City, and you're Tommy Versetti, and, man, it was just awesome. I loved it. And so then I moved directly to Vice City, which came out only like a year later. I wish they'd come out that fast now. In Vice City, you're still Tommy Rossetti, but now you're in Vice City, which is based on Miami, whereas Liberty City was based on New York. And they added motorcycles to the game. You could pop wheelies and do all this really cool stuff. Um, and then, uh, then you got San Andreas. And San Andreas now is uh, based in California. And San Andreas was... Um, a very large in fact as you moved to different parts of the city because this was on an older iteration of the xbox or playstation uh, it had to load so you'd cross a bridge and in the middle of the bridge it would be like oh loading we're going to you know orange county now or whatever um but it was just an awesome game and then gta 4 it was pretty good but i didn't really feel like it had built much off of san andreas and while gta 5 is Superior insofar as like it incorporated all the great things from San Andreas and then added a couple more. I mean, I really think that San Andreas was just the best game in the series. A lot of what is great about GTA 5 comes from San Andreas, which of course, if we're being honest, it all started with GTA 3. I mean, that is a great game. But for me, my favorite is San Andreas. Have you ever played San Andreas? I know you played some of the GTAs. I, I can't say that I have. I, I know a little bit about it. I mean, uh, the main character, CJ, I think they call him. CJ, yeah. Yeah. He, he seems pretty cool. Um, I, I, haven't, I don't have much experience because I haven't played it. The only GTA I've played is GTA V. Um, so I can't, I can't say much about it. There's nothing I can do to complain or compliment it about. Gotcha. So um, one of the things about San Andreas that I didn't mention that I think is worth mentioning, while uh, music was a big part of, you know, from GTA 3 on, where you could, like, hop in the cars and change radio stations 
and I mean, some of the radio stations are basically just pure comedy. If you listen to them, like they're 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 spoofing talk shows and things like that. So some of that's cool. In San Andreas, like that's when like West Coast hip hop, and that was you know coming up when I did. That's when. Don't get me wrong, East Coast was pretty big too. You had Wu Tang Clan and you know Biggie, and I mean it's not that I didn't like them, but I loved Dr. Dre and Snoop and Tupac and this game put that music like the music that I loved and I really this really wasn't that far separated from that like I was maybe 10 years older you know what I mean like this wasn't that far so like it was my favorite music in my favorite game it was it was really cool so I guess it's turn time to turn I can't I can't say much bad about your list but most of the games I've never heard of, except for art, except for Red Dead and um, San Andreas. But I mean, it's probably worse than mine. Just, just, just saying. Anyway, so now I'll start with my I mean, list. My list is the correct list for everyone out there. You just need to know my list is the correct list. It's not that his list is bad. It's just that I've had a broader range of experience in games. Therefore, I am right. Can you shut up? It's my turn. I don't care. You're wrong. I'm right. Oh my God. It's my turn. All right, so for number five, I put the Madden series because I couldn't choose just one Madden. I think the first Madden I ever played might have been like, if I'm being honest, I can't remember. I remember playing, I think, I can't put the year, but it's one of the older Maddens. Do you remember who's on the cover? No. I think it was some guy on the, it might have been Barry Sanders. Oh, that was probably uh, Madden 25, even though it's not real. It was the 25th anniversary edition. So, basically Madden 14. Yeah. So Madden 25, act, no, Madden 13, actually, was the first Madden I played. Madden 25 was probably one of my favorites. But I couldn't just choose one Madden because, like, there were, you know, Madden 13 was amazing. You know, when I really started taking in the Madden experience, it was probably Madden 25. The first Madden I ever owned myself was Madden 15. I enjoyed Madden 15, but I don't think it really beat out Madden 20. Like Madden 20, they added in you know the X factors, um, superstar abilities. They added in their, at least they tried to make their own sort of copy of of 2K's My Career. Madden is amazing. Like when I really first started taking in the experience, it was like, you know, this is this is fun. You know, like I think I had already started playing football at that point, so I guess in in a sense, playing playing Madden comes with playing football or at least enjoying football. Um, there's not much smack to talk about it, other than sometimes the physics make zero sense. Like. Like some guy will be in the trenches and just like flies up in the air or whatever, so there's there's not much to complain about. Um, that's I'll move on to number four. My no 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 no. Yeah, let me talk about Madden. So look, I love the Madden series. Um, unfortunately for you, you weren't old enough to have played 2004. I think that was probably the best. It was the best and it was the worst. Michael Vick was so good in that video game that if you were not a Falcons fan. And somebody played with him. He was so hard to stop. I mean, you could stop him. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, you had to work so hard. Michael Vick 
made so many Madden players way better than they were. And you know me, I always play with the Steelers. So they had a good defense, and thank God, because if they didn't, I would have probably never beat anybody playing the Falcons. But that's also um, where they kind of introduced some of the offensive controls you see now. You know how, like, when you're trying to pass and you can direct the receiver to, like, cut left or something? That's when that was introduced. So there was a that, that's kind of when Madden became modern Madden. Um, early Maddens were probably great. I didn't necessarily play the really, really early stuff like John Madden football. That's what they called it up until 1993. I didn't really play a whole lot of that. I did and I didn't. I, I just didn't like it as much. As it started to become more realistic, say like the late 90s, probably around 98, Madden 98 was probably the first time I really got into Madden. Um, and then it just kept getting better. So I, I like your choice. I personally might have put it at number five. Uh, also, except like I said, to me, NBA Jam that came just before I got into Madden. And I loved football more than I loved basketball. Although, come to think of it, I was playing basketball at the time I liked NBA Jam. So maybe like you, like in Madden, because you were playing football, maybe I liked NBA Jam because I was, but I was playing football too. So who knows? Anyway, go ahead. Number four. Before I go to number four, fun fact about Madden 04, about Madden 04. When, when they introduced, like, Michael Vick's speed or whatever, that's when they also introduced a hit stick just to stop him. So for those of you who like crushing people's bones with the hit stick now, you can thank Michael Vick for that. Okay, look, Madden 04, like, it, it took one of the largest leaps, I think, from, you know, Madden 03 was great. Don't get me wrong. But then you go to Madden 04, and it was just, like, a whole new game. It was amazing. I loved it. Anyway, to number four, I put RDR2. Now, I probably would have ranked this a little bit higher, if it had not been for the other three games that I've ranked higher than it. You know, well, one thing I'll say, and I mean, we did talk a little bit RDR too. One of the reasons that I did this, like I liked it and I didn't. Like when Arthur died, which you already mentioned, spoiler alert, PS, five minutes ago or whatever, um, the main character dies. And that kind of sucked because like you're not used to that in a video game. Like the good guy always wins, right? Well, nope, not in RDR too. Well, in a sense, you're not the good guy. Because, you know, but... Well, I mean, in Grand Theft Auto, you're not the good guy either, but the good guy always wins your character. Well, maybe not always, but... I mean, your character doesn't really... is not intended to die before you complete the story. You know what I'm saying? RDR2, he died... Like, it's not even the end of the story. You go into the epilogue, and you're playing as John Marston. Like, the game's not even over, and this dude's dead. Fun fact about John Marston, he sucks. Just saying. <laughs> he's the character from the original Red Dead Though, well, so. he's married, so um, you know he can't kill. He still kills people, but he's soft, is what he's soft, basically. He's not as fun as Arthur. Well, because anyway. Arthur doesn't care. Like that, that's what I like about Arthur. He just does not care. Um, in one of the first missions, once you get out, once you get to chapter two, which is in this town called Valentine, um, you go in with this character they call Uncle. Um, fun fact about Uncle. He says lumbago a lot he he i don't know what it is he says he has it a lot um so sorry i froze there for a second um i um you go into town with uncle and then a couple of the girls from camp and some guy notices notices you rec recognizes you i should say from this town called blackwater that you're not able to access until you're in the epilogue which they had a failed heist there in blackwater which is why they're in valentine now um, and you, so you have a choice. So once you chase this guy down, you have a choice to either kill him or save him. 
personally, because I'm, you know, I'm a jerk. I like, I, I, I like, I like seeing the war burn. I, 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 I usually kill the guy because you know I, I've replayed the main story a couple times. But what I really like is, I decided, you know, I'm gonna help him up, and then I take my sword of shotgun, blew his head off. He says sorry, Jimmy Brooks, I think his name was, and that's when I really knew, I loved Arthur. Like the second play, like my first playthrough. You know, I was, you know, I mean, it was my first playthrough, so I, I enjoyed my first playthrough, but once I got to my second playthrough and I did that, that's when I knew I loved Arthur. Like, he just doesn't care. Um, uh, you know, he, like, if, if we're being honest, through the first three chapters, he kind of hates John because before John had left the gang for like a year or whatever because of John's kid. I'm not getting into that because it's complicated, but anyway. So J John left the gang for a year because of John's because of John's kid. But Arthur hates him for that because they let him back in. I mean, Arthur's like the quintessential like he's he's a bad guy, but he has good qualities and he's trying to better himself. And I mean, so I think he's he's kind of attractive in that way. Like he's a flawed main character. Like. He, it makes him almost seem more real in some stories like the main character is just so perfect and there's nothing wrong with him or her you know but i mean arthur's a real person i think that's what grabs a lot of people he's a real person he's he's not really a good guy but i mean are any of us really good guys because we all do things that we know we shouldn't do even after we're adults and long after we know better than to do some of these things i mean we it might not be as bad as Arthur, we're not, you know, robbing stagecoaches, but we're still doing things that maybe we shouldn't be doing. Now, on from Arthur, the two people I hate the most are is the gang boss, Dutch, and um, another gang member, Micah. Fun fact about Micah, he's a rat. The Pinkertons, which are supposed to be like the FBI or whatever, he, he, he's, he was working with them because they're trying to, you know, get rid of the gangs because this is like 1889, you know, Wild West, Wild Wild West or whatever. I think I really hate Dutch more, honestly, because after the sort of Dutch's right, right hand man, Hosea dies, Dutch kind of goes crazy. So one thing I find interesting, and we probably have to move on here shortly, but I'll say is, so Arthur's hat was black. So symbolically that represents evil like if if you do a lot of reading um you know a lot of times like the or, man even in movies you know the, the black or at least older movies the bad guys wearing black and, and the white and the uh, good guys wearing white and um <clears throat> micah's hat's white well it's kind of like reverse but then also if you think about it the guy in the white hat's working with the pinkertons who represent the law and Arthur's the guys. outlaw, you know, so it's kind of crazy. But in this iteration, like to you, at least if you're anything like me or, and you, and obviously you, Owen, um, you like Arthur and Arthur's the good guy. Well, the good guy's wearing black and the bad guy's wearing white. So anyway, um, go ahead and say your final thoughts and let's move on to your number three. All right. Let's hope you got to move on. Number three, I put GTA 5. Only GTA I played. There's not much... There's not much to really say that's wrong with it, except for probably the physics. Like, you can be on a motorcycle, ramshed into a wall, and fly, like, 
100 feet and not die sometimes. Well, that's also kind of useful sometimes because you don't want to die in the game. But but what real, I think what really sucks about it now is online. There's this... You, the aliens. Yes, the, the pink or pur- purple, purple and green, or green aliens. He hates them. I haven't played online much. He's scared of them. I go, I go there to annoy them. Like, yes... I end up getting killed a little more because I'll, I'll make them mad and they are trying to gang up on you. But to me, it's funny. I will go hide in a corner somewhere and I'll mow down like five of them before they get me. But, but then he wants to get mad when he dies like it wasn't coming at him anyway. I mean, who doesn't get mad when they die? Me. The only time I've gotten mad playing... you do- don't go pick on people. I go pick on people. I start fights. Well, I mean, maybe I'd be able to do that if you wouldn't hawk all the time on GTA and I'd be able to get more money and buy more guns. Anyway, I really love the main story. You know, there's Franklin, Michael, Trevor. If I'm being honest, I don't like Trevor. Trevor is a psychotic maniac. I don't. He can die if he wants. Well, I think that's the great thing about a lot of the GTAs. Again, starting with GTA Three, like the story, and going back to a game on my list, Zelda. Like it was about the story. Now, don't get me wrong, the story in Zelda was not nearly as developed. There wasn't cutaway scenes and, and, and all these intricate relationships. You're just Link, and you're trying to save the princess, you know? So it's almost like Super Mario. But, I mean, there was still a story, and the story was finding the labyrinths and going through it. And Rockstar kind of took that and made it better. I mean, starting with the GTA series and then, of course, the Red Dead Redemption series, which I've actually never played the original Red Dead Redemption. I, ha- so I haven't either. Apparently, it was Red Dead Revolver, then Red Dead Redemption. And then RDR2 is like a prequel or whatever. But um, it was an amazing game. Like, that's the one thing that Rockstar does really well. They kind of make this story, and then they put you in the story, and you feel like you're part of the story. And all the GTAs were really good at that. And um, I can't speak of the earlier iterations of Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Revolver, although I should probably go back and get them and, and try them out since I love RDR2 so much. I don't think you're able to get Red Dead Revolver anymore. Um, it was it was like 2004 it was made. So you, you might have to get... Oh, we could find a used game and I've got some old systems around here somewhere. So we could well, find a way to play it. I think you'd have to get like the original Xbox is what I'm saying. Well, we could get that too. Anyway, I'm just saying I, I would like to see if those games were... Because I got involved in the GTA series, starting at GTA 3, which again, yes, there was a GTA and a GTA 2, but GTA 3 is really where this series started. Like, the GTA and GTA 2, there was no Tommy Rossetti, there was no, it was, I don't even really know how to explain it. I, I actually played the original GTA when I was in the Navy at one point in time, because a friend had it, and it was kind of cool. You were looking down, like it was a complete overhead view. It, you are looking straight down. And you got a little character, and you would just yank people out the car, and then you drive the car around, run from the cops and stuff like that. But That's there was no like story component. It was it was yeah, it was just like a really early version. That kind of sucked if we're being. It was fun at the time because it was like, oh look, I'm stealing a car. So that was kind of new. You're like that was the first time I remember being a bad guy in a video game and liking it, you know. But other than that, it really wasn't that great of a game. I think what's really intricate about GTA Five though. Is how like they intertwine the characters, like in the prologue. Oh, it's definitely different. That that's something they definitely did different. All the other ones focused on one character. This one had three main characters. But like, in the so there's a prologue mission, and you find out that Michael and Trevor already knew each other. 
But Michael faked his death. And Trevor didn't know that, thinking that Michael was dead. And their, th- and their third guy, Brad, was still alive, even though he's dead. But, so, so they're supposed to be bad guys, because, you know, they're bank robbers, murderers, whatever. But the FIB, they call them, in GTA, Michael and Trevor and Franklin have to work with them while still pulling off bank heists and everything. And I think that's kind of crazy how they how, how they sort of made it like, you know, they're, pl- they're playing both sides of the coin, you know? You know, I'll move on to, well, you have any... No, 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 number two. So I'll move on to my number two, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019, not, the, not 2007. I've only played the remastered version of the, two th- of, of the original Modern Warfare. The original Modern Warfare trilogy was amazing, but I think Modern Warfare 2019 is just so much better. I mean, there's the wep- the the weapon gameplay, the maps, the campaign was amazing. Like so, like, uh, so did they bring back Captain Price, which is in what, and he was in like all all three of the previous Modern Warfare. So that's what excited everybody is the fact that Captain Price was back, but they also introduced. Gaz, basically, from the original Modern Warfare, except he's black now, for one. <laughs> um, but we know his actual name now, which is Kyle Garrick. And they also introduced this, um, an operator from the CIA Special Activities Division, Alex, but that's not his real name. We don't know his real name. His code name is basically Alex. The campaign was amazing because it's kind of focusing on, like, the blurred lines of war in real life. And I think I think in the early development of the campaign that um Infinity War kind of caught a lot of flack for that. Because one of the lines um one of the lines that they said were was going to happen in um in the original campaign was bring this one to the boss because he likes some young. I think you kind of know what that's implying there. I'm not going to say it, but um so Call of Duty kind of caught a lot of flack for that because of how, like, realistic they wanted it to be. Uh, they ended up taking it out. But the, the campaign is just amazing. You, you've, played, you've played the multiplayer with me. What do you, what do you have to say about it? Well, so <clears throat> I've played a lot of the Call of Duties. Um, honestly, like a couple, I've not played the campaign of Modern Warfare. Um, I'm trying to remember if I even played the campaign of the original Modern you Warfare. You played Modern Warfare have. 2 and 3. You just didn't have the original one. Yeah, so I, I probably played the campaign of Modern Warfare 2. I definitely played the campaign of Black Ops, and I liked that. Sometimes I don't get into the campaign on Call of Duty as much. Um, and that's one of the things. Um, so GoldenEye, going back to first-person shooters, it had a decent campaign. I mean, you're James Bond. Like, that's cool. So you play the campaign or the story mode, whatever they called it in GoldenEye. And you, it kind of follows the movie GoldenEye and you complete the missions. But then it also had, uh, not online, because this predates online gaming, but you know you could invite your friends over, hook up the four controllers and go to town, trying to blast each other or whatever. There wasn't any um, AI players at the time in the, the co-op multiplayer mode. But uh, it was so cool, like you're shooting at your friends and you're having a good time talking trash when you win. And, getting angry when you lose, you know. Um, 
So, I, I mean, I like Call of Duty, but I like it more for the online or, you know, inviting friends over and doing co-op that way. I particularly like online when I can play with my friends and we kind of team up on other, because like using the strategies, um, I'm not really a fan of just running around yeah, you know, like, shooting like a maniac. Like, let's have a plan. You got my back. I got your back. You cover this corner. I cover that corner, you know. Um, well, one of the things you've taught me while I've played this, because this is probably my first time really getting in, getting in to the uh, online aspect of Call of Duty. You taught me, like, instead of running straight through the door. Cut the pie. Yeah, like, the term I use for it is peek through the door. Like, not like... Not like as in like, like you know, like looking through the door, but like walk sort of laterally until you like see like everything through the door and then go in and blast the guy, you know? Yeah, I mean, in the army, we called it cutting the pot. There was probably other terms for it too, but the idea is the door is the fatal funnel. Like somebody on the other side in various parts of the room can see you like, and you, you don't have much you can do. There's not much you can do. You're stuck in the door. It's It's like a funnel. It's a... It's a choke point is what, what it really is. And so the idea is you come in at an angle, so you only see a little corner of the room, and then you kind of work your way around so that nothing surprises you. Like, you see the room a little bit at a time, and once you know, hey, this right corner is clear, you move over a little bit, I'm still good, I'm still good, I'm still good, boom, there's the enemy. Instead of just running right through the door, and then the enemy's like, oh, there he is, boom. I think one of the interesting mechanics that they added is mounting. So I think I think what it adds is sort of like you know the ability to have have having more ability to cover your teammate you know like like because cause not only does it give you like like reduction like recoil and whatever but also like I, I can't speak for myself because I'm not in the army but like in 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 the movies I've seen like you know you mount you can like post up on the wall of corner of the wall or whatever and your teammate goes past and he's like clear and then. You, I've never used the way that it does. I've never really steadied my weapon on, say, like a door frame, the side of the door, the side of the window, but like a windowsill or a ledge in the army, like you have prone supported and prone unsupported and supported, you're using sandbags. And then when it's unsupported, when it's time to go to that iteration of fire, you just throw the sandbags off to the side and you're using, you know, you're still in the prone, which you understand the prone, right? Yeah, you're just like flat on your, yeah, flat on your stomach. Um, and so, you, but you don't have sandbags to support your forward hand, your non-dominant hand. You don't have sandbags under it now. It's still a pretty effective. Um, and then you have like a kneeling, which, I mean, I always kind of steadied my elbow on my thigh to help give me a little bit of extra. But uh, there is definitely a difference in like you're standing straight up and you have no support whatsoever for your non-dominant arm, the arm that's forward on your rifle, versus you have something, because even when prone unsupported, you're still steadying your elbow on the ground, so it's still a pretty steady position. Um, so yeah, I mean, it makes sense, and it does kind of help reduce the recoil, although the weapons you fire in the Army generally don't have a lot of recoil because they're 5.56 millimeter, and that's a relatively small round. It's not nearly as big as the 7.62 that the AK fires. So a lot less recoil. But uh, anyway, go ahead. But I think what really made this Call of Duty great is the operator. So it sort of draws off from the, honestly, just really, really bad Black Ops 4. But like every everyone, so there's 
two factions, the coalition and the allegiance. And I believe there's four fire squads within each faction. For, so for the coalition, which is supposed to be like, you know, the Western good guys, I guess. There's the SAS, the Demon Dogs, there's and Warcom, and there, there's there's another one I'm missing. There might be there there's there's definitely another one I'm missing. I can't think of it right now, but it it might be three actually. But I'm I think there's at least four fire squads. So for the allegiance, there's the Spensnaz, the Chimera. Um, I I can't I can't think of them right now. I can't think of all the names right now, but there's fire squads for each faction. And within each faction is a set of characters. Um, for the SAS, which is personally my favorite fire squad in all the factions, there's the operator Ghost for Modern Warfare 2. So they, they added him in for season 2. That He's amazing, honestly. Um, there's the operator Thorn, who I use. There's operator Charlie and Otter. So th those are the four operators for the SAS. It's amazing, honestly. Like, like everybody has their own backstory. Um, what's it called? Uh, nationality. Um, every everybody's aged differently too. So like, some people are like you know in their thirties, while other people are like, one of the characters is like seventeen, I think. Which obviously isn't realistic, but still. Anyway, on to my number one. But, well, before I get to number one, I have an honorable mention. So when I was writing down my list, I for my number five, I had to decide between Matt, the between Madden and Two K. Obviously, Madden beat up Two K, but Two K is amazing. Um, have you have you played Two K before? You've always played NBA Jam, but yeah, I, I mean, I play a little bit of the basketball games, but not as much. I mean, I'm a, I've always been a football first guy. I mean, I, I haven't played 2K20 yet because I don't have it, but... I prefer the NCAA basketball games, but you know you can't get any NCAA games now, so... I, I know they had NCAA. Anyway, um... Yeah, until like 2014, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um... 2K19 is um, amazing, actually. I, I can't speak on 2K20 because I don't have it, but... You know, the my career on 2K... On, 2, on 2K19... It, that that was amazing um the multiplayer aspect and online aspect is amazing the the my gm mode was amazing as well anyway i'll go ahead and move on to my number one which was call of duty black ops this is one i know you've played how did you enjoy that i know you love the campaign out of too. out of all the call of duties this is probably my favorite definitely the campaign's my favorite um it's probably the one i also spent the most time playing so that that might be slightly unfair um it was the one I was best at. Um, but I mean, also when it was out, I was into online gaming a lot more than I am now. And it's not that I wouldn't play more online gaming. I just, I'm busy with life. You know what I mean? Like, unfortunately, one day you'll get older too and you'll get busy with life and you won't have as much time for video games either. So, so that's kind of towards the tail end of when my video gaming kind of started going down, you know, the time I spent. So that might be why, but it really was a, a great game. That's the campaign. Me and you both love that. You know, 
Alex Mason, Frank Woods. Personally, I, I, I like Woods the best. He was like probably the best character in all the campaigns of all, every quality. Oh, and you know me, I love the M60, man. Give me an automatic weapon. Ooh, boy. Personally, I like the M249, like if we're, you know, modern day. But the M60 is basically the equivalent back in, in that era, so. <clears throat> if I'm being honest, I don't remember much playing. I, I remember the, my early days of playing, which was taking a shock and chewing out the wall. But what was I got? <laughs> what was was I supposed to do? Then I didn't know much better. But eventually, I got past that, and my I think my favorite was using the MP5K. Basically, like the MP5. Submachine gun. Yeah, in, submachine gun. Um. See, I like the light machine guns, but that's me. Um, I think I liked it the most because it it, it didn't have like. Like. It, it did more damage than most guns, in my opinion. You could drop enemies faster and then move on to the next that much faster. There's not much to go in depth about with the guns because you could only add two attachments. Um, I can't, I can't speak much on it because I don't remember much of playing it. The campaign I don't remember much about, but I I know I enjoyed it. Um. I mean, I wish I could put I could have put Black Ops Two up here, but Black Ops Two just didn't beat up. Yeah, it wasn't as good to me. The like I was so super excited for it to come out, and I pre-ordered it, and then it it wasn't bad. Don't the, get me the wrong. The campaign but, was pretty, but it was also set in the future. Yeah, weird. Not my thing. I don't think they had the guns, you know, sort of geared for like the play style of everybody else at the time. Like now, like. For like all the games to have in the future, the guns, the guns. I mean, I mean honestly, a couple of the games to have set in the future just plain suck. Like you know, like Infinite Warfare. But this has to, besides the point. The I don't think they had the guns, like to the best they could have been. How do you how how do you feel about that? I mean, it just wasn't my favorite game. Like some of the stuff, I mean, it was cool, but. You know, like being able to see through the walls, like the pulse monitor or the heartbeat monitor or whatever it was, you know, that was kind of cool because it's like, oh, now I can tell the guy's back there. But it's also not realistic. And for a Call of Duty game, like I'm looking for a little bit more realistic, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Like if I wanted to see through walls and stuff like that, or I wanted like futuristic, like that's what Halo's for. Like we're fighting space aliens and we're, you know, got these like this Needler gun and all these different cool, weird weapons that don't really exist you know that's what that's it and that would be my honorable mention ps halo is pretty good um all of them I, I don't know what my favorite would be off the top of my head i'd really have to think about that but in my opinion i'd say halo 4 is your favorite because that's the only one i've seen yeah well i also think that the reason you like black ops is that's probably the first game that you really remember playing certainly the first first person shooter that I, you remember I, playing i think black ops is the first Call of Duty I've ever played. Yeah, I'm saying first first person shooter. Yeah. So. I think Call of Duty is what got me into the Black Ops series. But then once I played Black Ops 2, I think that really hooked me in, even though it probably wasn't as good as it could have been. Anyway, I, I guess that's it for my list. So, uh, we'll have to think of something for next week. Um, Top 5 rappers. Yeah, hit me up on Twitter if y'all know who I'm at. It's 
underscore the Chuck underscore. Uh, if you have any ideas for things we can talk about, Owen suggested rappers. Maybe that's what we'll do. But uh, we'll certainly be looking for different lists in the future. So uh, hit me up with as many suggestions as you have. If you know Owen, you got his number, text him, let him know, and uh, hopefully y'all have enjoyed this. Um, it's a learning experience. Constructive criticism is always welcome. So don't be afraid to hit our anchor page up and leave us a voice message and tell us how bad we suck. Uh, hopefully we'll get better. I, I, if you do leave a message telling us how bad, how bad we suck, make sure to like t tell him he sucks the worst. Because his well, list, I mean, my list was clearly the correct list. Besides RDR2, his list was just plain garbage. My, my list was the correct list. All right, anyway, you can shut up. We're, we're going. All right, until next, next week, see you.